What's up, babe? Dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it. I could do what the host of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast does. But let's read that one more time. Oh my God. I got aggressively too descriptive, and you saw it. And you're welcome. Happy Monday. Hello, Cubs. Welcome to episode 31 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. Little preemptive warning for this episode, coming in like a giant steaming pile of douchebag. Hold on to your seats, coming in hot. You guys aren't even ready for it. Here it comes. Now listen, when Papa Bear wants to go viral, what does he do? Let's say it together. When Papa Bear wants to go viral, he goes... Viral, that's right, 100%, 110% right. I'm so proud of you for sticking along so far. Here's the deal, all right? I know what's going to pop, okay? I know that when you post a little bit of content, what's going to pop and what's going to drop, okay? My brain is like a random reality show in the early 2000s. Is it going to pop or not, okay? MTV, sign me the fuck up. So I know when something's going to go ballistic, crazy, wild, On TikTok, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what I need to do? I need to grow the Cheer Up Babe podcast TikTok account. Don't post on my account anymore because it's there. It's there, and I got bored. But we have clips going up on the Cheer Up Babe podcast account, but I was like, going to do more eyes? We're just going to make something. Let's just just make something go stupid viral. And that's what we did. (laughs) I can't can't keep this up for very much longer. I was... (laughs) I can't, I can't legitimately act like I'm fucking bragging about putting a TikTok video up anymore. Can't do it. 28 years old. Some people are going to think I'm being fucking dead ass serious, especially because when I thought about the fact that I was going to open up the episode this way, I was like, dress like a person you would hate. So I put on black sweats, a black t-shirt, a black hat, no markings anywhere. And then I threw it back on the gold chain and I said, let's do it. But if you want to know the real me here, I probably won't post that or anything, but I still got the dad shoes on. So it's still me. It's still me, babe. And (laughs) And I don't mean to waste two minutes and 10 seconds of your time, but but here we are. I posted I posted a video on the Cheer Up Babe podcast account that was like uh, Gracie and I playing in the lounge area of this hospital. It's like a big hallway with like a seating area off to the side. And I was like, oh, this one's going to explode because it, the comedic timing is perfect. It's hilarious. It's so funny. But I was like, I'm going to post that on the Cheer Up Babe podcast page because we're going to get more cups now. Now, if you're joining in new, hi, welcome. You are now a cub. Welcome to the den. But you're not an OG cub because those are for my rider dies. Those are for my those are for my day one. And I've got my plethora of OG cubs that are just my OG cubs. You know who you are. You're you're my rider dies. Don't ever leave me or else I'll become depressed. But I posted this video. And Gracie and I were playing downstairs uh, because Jordan had to go to the hospital. We'll talk more about that in a second. But when you have a one-year-old, you can't just sit in a hospital room luckily for us the hospital that we go to has an entire carpeted lounge basement area which we went down to where there was nobody in because they weren't allowing in visitors so we just got to go buck wild and i posted a video ask me how long it took for it to get political in the comments eight minutes didn't give you enough time to answer the question took eight minutes for it to get political in the comments imagine that 
it turned into a goddamn war in the comments. And I was like, what? What? It became so racially charged so fast and it was the cutest, most innocent video of me and my daughter playing. And I don't get it. Which is another reason that why we aren't on TikTok anymore. Dude, I hate that app so much. It's too much of a blend. People go on there to hate each other and I don't want to talk about it anymore. But shout out to all the new people listening in. How you doing? Welcome to the show. You're going to hate how much you fucking love this. Because we have a really good time. We have a really fun time. Here's the deal. We don't talk about sad shit. We talk about fun shit. We have the best hour of our day. We do some giggles. We do some laughs. We tell some stories. We tell some anecdotes. And we just, it's like a party in your pants, but in your brain. But if you haven't seen that video yet, where are you? Because 2.7 million people have. Go watch it. It's so cute. My daughter is the cutest thing on the planet and also has better posture than 99.7% of people on the planet. But now let's get into the nitty gritty. Why were we in the hospital? Here's the deal. I thought we were adding a new cub this week because my wife does this thing. She has what, uh, what do they call it? It's something like surgeon syndrome or like, oh dude, it no worse. White coat syndrome is what they call it. And that's an actual thing. The doctor told us about the doctor told us about a white coat syndrome is an actual thing that when you're in a hospital, your body freaks the fuck out. So we went to uh, our best friend's wedding this last weekend. I was a groomsman. She was the maid of honor. I wasn't the best man. It's all good. Not upset at all. I digress. Didn't get an opportunity to give another best man speech. All good. Didn't jump over another table. Fine. No problem. Didn't get my five minutes of fame. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But we went to a wedding and Jordan stayed up till 1130, which I think is six hours past her normal bedtime. And then the next day was talking about how she doesn't feel right. And so we went to the hospital. Now, I did just hear a story about a guy bringing his wife in because she had preeclampsia and she almost died. So my nerve levels are through the roof in terms of anything is everything. Anything is everything. And... If you say my toe feels fucking weird, we're going to the hospital because I don't know if you remember about when I watched that movie Parenthood with Kevin Hart and his wife dies and he has to raise the baby on his own. Um, My entire uh, life fell apart and I cried and I slept next to Gracie's crib. You remember that story? You remember that story. And that's what I think of. Now that baby number two is on the way. Now that Charlotte is about to enter this world, she her due date is October 20th. All right. But Jordan says she doesn't feel weird. So we go to the hospital and then Jordan with her white coat syndrome. That's a new thing. Had elevated blood pressure for five hours. So the doctor goes, you're probably preclamptic to where my brain goes. Heard a story about that last night at the wedding. So in my brain, I go, the universe is telling me that your wife is going to die if you don't have the baby. But obviously, I'm not saying any of that to Jordan because she already has elevated blood pressure. Now, my blood pressure skyrocketing. My heart rate through the roof. My adrenaline seeping out of every orifice in my body. But my physicality and my face, neutral. Because I'm an actor. You guys know that I'm an actor. I'm a performer. (laughs) Took that beginner's level acting class in college and it's over for you. 
Step aside Brad Pitt, my wife had no idea that I was having a full-blown panic attack meltdown in the hospital room thinking about how she's going to die because of preeclampsia. Now, she has white coat syndrome, so she doesn't have preeclampsia. Here's what happened. She does the five-hour thing, and they go, here's what you're going to do. Tomorrow, you're at 37 weeks. You're going to go home, get your bags, because this was all taking place at like 9 o'clock at night. She stayed from 4 o'clock in the afternoon to nine o'clock at night and they go we're going to induce you tomorrow we are going to get the baby out of you and we're going to make sure that everything is fine because your blood pressure is elevated and that is what we like to call a green light and now i go nothing's ready not nothing's ready like the nursery's not set up and we haven't even bought diapers yet and we don't even have an outfit to bring her home in the hospital in type of setup i'm saying like Oh, that's true. But I'm saying also like the dishes aren't even done at the house. We have laundry that's backed up. We don't have a single thing in order, period, point blank, end of story. Now, stoic and rigid, like a Leonardo da Vinci sculpture, but inside the world is crashing down because I go, we're having a baby tomorrow and I'm panicking. So now, I was confused at first because I thought she was going to be induced two days later, not the next night. That made no sense to me. Why would we induce her at 9 o'clock at night so that she can go through labor through the night? Why can't she just rest and be induced in the morning? But I'm a male. We know how that goes. Stupid male brain. Don't worry about it. So the next day I take off work. I clean up the house. I'm organizing everything. Jordan sends me a list. Now, here's the deal. When my wife feels like she's losing control, she controls her controllables. We talk about that. But that can also be a super duper negative thing in the fact of you need to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing here is rest and prepare your body to push a human being out of a hole in it. Right? So vulgar, but it is what it is. Now, she lost her sense of control, so she starts controlling her controllables. And in her mind, controlling her controllables is cleaning the fucking every single surface of our house, including like the vents and shit. She has to go to the hospital in the morning to just get briefed, basically. She says, you stay here with Gracie. And I go, I'll start getting things ready, meaning I'll make sure the house is clean. I'll make sure that all of Gracie's food is prepped. For when we drop her off with our friends to watch her for the few days, I'll make sure everything is in order for us to bring this baby home. And she goes, I'm going to text you a list and I want you to also look at that. Now, I was in the middle of doing what all I was doing. She sent me a list. I hadn't even looked at it yet because in the hours that she was gone, I did all the laundry, cleaned the house, got the cars cleaned up, got the new car seat in the car prepped all of Gracie's food, and also, meanwhile, at the same time, playing with Gracie and feeding Gracie, right? Making sure she naps, all that stuff. Interaction, teaching people how to argue properly, how to throw a killer left hook, all the important stuff that I'm getting down. She shows up at the house, and she goes, what have you been doing? So rude, but it is what it is. It's fine. I'm not going to be sensitive about it. You're about to have a baby. So she says, what have I been doing? And I said, what do you mean? And she says, did you look at the list? And I hadn't, and I said, no. I've been taking care of these four things, and I told her what I had done, and then I opened up the list, and it said stuff like, clean the garage. Why? You know? It said stuff like, mop the laundry room. Haven't done that once since we moved into the house, because the laundry room is in a basement next to our storage area. Haven't done it once since we moved into the house, mop the laundry room. 
Another thing that was on the list, take the rug that's been in the laundry room for the last month and clean it. Why? Is that what we're wrapping Charlotte up in? What is the purpose of this list? And here's the purpose of the list. She's spiraling a little bit, right? Now, here's the deal. She shows up. She, re- I feel like she made the list because she knew that I thought the things on the list would be stupid and not the actual things that need to be taken care of. That way, when she got home from the hospital, she would have an excuse to then continue to do things. Because when my wife gets anxious, she cleans. It's what she does. When my wife gets anxious, she doesn't stop moving. Now, I am anticipating another 19-hour labor. So I go, you should sit down and rest while she's in the middle of scrubbing the corner of our spare bathroom. I go, maybe this is dumb right? I'm about to make the daddy bear come out and I'm about to yell at my wife, but I didn't want to yell at my wife about the fact that she should be resting and preparing herself for labor and not having a spiral out of control, clean fit, right? Because let's be real. She's panicking. She's freaking out. This is over three weeks early from what we were planning to give birth at, right? So everything is a goddamn hot mess at this point. So instead of screaming at her, I sat in a chair right outside of the bathroom that she was cleaning. And she goes, what? And I go, is this important? I will say the Leonardo da Vinci statue had worn off at this point because I'm boiling lava hot. But also I know that my wife is my wife and this is just how she operates. But also at the same time, not okay. Also at the same time, I understand you are the one that has to go through this. So I get that there is panic and anxiety. But also at the same time, I feel like it's not what's best. So I'm fucking livid. But also at the same time, don't want to yell at you. You're going into labor tonight. And therefore, I want to keep the vibes cool, calm, and collected like a goddamn lavender diffuser. All right? But also at the same time, could put could punch a hole in a fucking concrete wall. So I go, is this important? Through gritted teeth. And she goes, what? And of course, she's naturally defensive because she knows what I'm going to say. And then I say... That this is all a stupid idea and we should not be doing this. And then we went, and then we drove to the hospital a little bit angry at each other. And it wasn't a fun vibe. But then we got to the hospital and we apologized to each other because we understood that the tension of the situation was what was controlling our emotions. And we're both just a little bit nervous and we need to keep our heads on straight and cool, calm, and collected. Now, here's the deal. She's burned 7,000 calories. So I'm still freaking out. But we need to get the apologies on the table and clear the air. So we did that. But we show up at the hospital. And now that the decision has been made, now it's like, hey, you're going to have a baby. And there's no white coat syndrome because she just knows what's going to happen. Her blood pressure is normal as a motherfuck. So the doctor goes... We're going to take a couple more readings. So every 15 minutes for the next three sets of 15 minutes, her blood pressure readings came in normal as fuck. And then the doctor came in and said, okay, here's the deal. I recommend based off of yesterday that we still induce this baby, but also at the same time, you have the option to go home and monitor your own blood pressure but with the opportunity to let the baby cook a little longer. And she said cook a little longer, and I immediately thought of a pepperoni pizza, and that's just my fucking brain, and that's my problem. But she said cook a little longer, and us thinking that that's the best thing for the baby went yes. So 
after dropping off Gracie to the people, driving to the hospital, expecting to have a baby, having a little bit of a freak out about the fact that we're going to have a fucking baby and we're not ready for it in terms of stuff set up at the house. Full-blown adrenaline through the roof preparing to go through 19 hours of labor again. Well, I said that weird. Her to go through 19 hours of labor again and me to feel like literally the biggest sack of shit because men can't do anything other than hold a leg and be extremely emotionally supportive. That's all guys can do, which is next to a fucking tick on a nut hair. Okay? In comparison to what the woman is doing, the guy holding a leg and being emotionally supportive is bare minimum, basically a speck dust on a wall. That's just what I remember from the first time. But I was preparing to do all that. And obviously Jordan was preparing to have a baby. But then this happened and we went home. So that is why I missed last week's episode. And I'm sorry, but it was an emergency. And then nothing happened. So now she's home. She's chilling. She actually is staying off her feet and resting because there's nothing pertinent that she needs to do on a day-to-day. And we don't have a second baby yet. So that's what that was. It was funny, though. There was <laughs> She also hates needles. And she was going to get her blood drawn. And the best veins in her arms are in her hands. So she always has to get her blood drawn from her hands. And if you ever got your blood drawn from the veins in your hands, you know that it hurts a little bit more than the one out the, in the elbow pit. And she did this thing where she goes into like a high note and then she leads that into a line of a song and then she ends it with a high note. And it caught me so fucking off guard. I almost fell to the floor laughing because I obviously stood next to her when she was going to get her blood drawn. And the nurse goes, all right, here we go and stabs it in. And Jordan goes, oh, baby, let the better. Didn't finish the line, didn't finish the lyric, and then that is now the fucking jam. Offspring, let the bad times roll, is what Charlotte is going to be birthed into this universe with. That's what we're playing. We're going to play that, and it's going to be fucking dope. Straight up, that's exactly why. (laughs) First of all, she hadn't sang that song all day. So it's not like it was one of those songs that's just stuck in her head. That means that in the moment... When she was feeling pain and she was in a stressful situation where she had to get her blood drawn for the fact that she was going to go into labor and all that stuff and get induced to have a baby ahead of schedule. Her brain went, ow, this hurts. And let me just summarize the extent of the situation. And she went, ah. (laughs) My fucking wife, dude. I was like. That's the song. So I understand that can be a little bit confusing considering the beauty of the situation of having a baby, right? But while we are driving to the hospital, we are going to be fucking rocking to. Because it's so a B. It's chip. It's a it's a chipper song, but it's about bad times. But it's a chipper song. <laughs> That's the fucking jam, dude. If Charlotte's born to that song, she's gonna be a badass. Here's the deal. Here's a side note. Not not even a side note. Let's just talk about this. Did you know that you don't have to listen to Baby Shark? Did you know that? 
Did you know that you don't have to turn on fucking Veggie Tales? That's such an old reference. I don't know new kids songs because here's the deal. All right. With Gracie, she's one year old. Right. Her favorite thing. I'm saying like, are we having a fit? Do we need a little bit of a distraction? You want to know what I bought her for her birthday? A Bluetooth speaker. I don't know if I told you guys that yet. I bought her a Bluetooth speaker because girl gets down. Now, she dances already. Awesome. But she doesn't dance to fucking baby shark do 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 or A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I will be honest. I was like when we first started playing music for her and we found her some songs that like she enjoyed, it was AJR. Right. It was Bang by AJR. That was her jam. And then I even I got so fucking sick of Bang by AJR that I was like, why don't we just play higher beat music that we also like, but that she would probably like. You want to know her favorite two songs are Beggin by Mainskin and Damn by the other guy. All right. And you might be like, those songs swear. Shut the fuck up. So do I. But when I just want to like play with Gracie or something, but she's off doing her autonomous shit where she's just like building a three-story house or something like that. I will grab her Bluetooth speaker and I will just play this and this opening shit. Listen listen to this opening shit. Put your love in Sprinting. Sprinting. You might be like, she's 12 months old. She can't. She can sprint. She's been walking for two months. She's a dead sprinter. All right. Usain Bolt better watch his fucking six because Gracie Lee is on his fucking ass. All right. Sprints into the room and literally waits until the beat drops and gets down boogie. Like she sprints into the room and she will stand in front of the speaker in anticipation. Right there. That's when it's time to fucking get down boogie. Right there. She does she does the knee bend thing. Now, granted, she's still a little white baby, so she doesn't have a whole lot of rhythm, but she's fucking bouncing and bobbing and get down bo- getting down boogie. Okay? Now, my daughter is going to have the moves. Eventually, my daughter is going to have the moves. Okay? Eventually, my daughter is going to have the moves. Right? Eventually, my daughter will have the moves. But right now, she's 12 months old. She does, she can't get down boogie with actual rhythm. And I blame her mother, but we won't say that to her. Now, that song's all fun and good. But my favorite song to rock with her is by Jairus Johnson. I couldn't uh, I couldn't remember Jairus Johnson because who the fuck's named Jairus? Period. Point blank. And have you ever heard of a Jairus before? Jared and Chris fucked each other and they made Jairus. But this song, Damn, is my favorite fucking song. It's my favorite song for multiple reasons. It's my favorite song because it originally was a workout song of mine. And then I was playing my workout playlist at the house and I was dancing with Gracie and I was actually holding her at this point. And every time that it would say damn, because the song's called damn, I would do a jump kick thing and my daughter would belly laugh. And now that's seared into my brain. So whenever the song pops up or we just play it randomly, I smile ear to ear. This song fucking slaps. First of all, elevating the word damn simultaneously with the bass drop is a fucking smash. 
Okay, it's fucked smash. It gets the blood pumping. You get amped, and my daughter loves that fucking song so much. Like we'll be driving in the car, and she'll be throwing a fit in the back seat, and then I just turn on, and she starts doing this, waving those hands in the back seat. Now, when he goes high note, now when he goes high note, we break it down. So it goes, I was like, damn. And we do a big, intense jump kick thing that a normal 12 month old would, would not survive. It would literally whiplash their spine through the wall next to them. But Gracie is a fucking brick shithouse rock solid. And we do a big, huge jumping kick. Damn. She belly laughs. And then when he goes high note, baby, will you hold my? We break it down. And. She's always sitting on my left arm, and we go back and forth. Baby, will you hold my hand? So her tiny little 12-month legs are just like, bam, bam, bam. Like, have you ever watched a jitterbugger dance or, like, a swing dancer dance? And then they, when they, like, pick the girls up and they go side, side, like that. Now, when it's with Gracie, I just swing her around like that, and she belly laughs more, and it's my favorite song. That song is fucking banger, okay? So, first of all, let's just go over the fact that my daughter's cooler than you. All right, now that that's out of the fucking way, what's your favorite song? Probably something by fucking Drake, loser ass. But my daughter's favorite song is Damn and Beggin'. <laughs> what's your kid's favorite song? Let me guess. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you right now how basic ass fucking pumpkin spice latte the music that your kids listen to is, and you're just going to have to fucking sit there and listen to it. Literally going to popular kids' songs. And if I swear to God, if I click this first one and you know exactly what it is, you're the problem. I mean, what the fuck is this? You hear that? Can you hear the fucking difference already? Now, what this is, is a similar opening, right? Like, let's go back. Let's go back. Check this out. So, the way that this song opens is simple. Right? Just like a fucking xylophone or whatever. The only word in the English language that starts with X. Start of this. It's like a banjo. It's like similar silly little instruments to start the song off, right? But I guarantee, never listen to this one, Once I Caught a Fish Alive is what the title of this song is. But once once we get into the lyricism, we're going to talk about what the fucking difference is. Ready? Okay. I mean, starts off with uh, one, two, three, four, five. It's being sang by a kid. So, okay. So, there's the intro to that one. If we look at the juxtaposition between that song, which I'm guessing is your kid's favorite song, and... Which one's cooler? 
<laughs> Which kid is going to cry with a snotty nose on the playground? And which kid is going to set up an underground mafia ring on the playground? You know what I mean? Which kid is going to be called Boogerface and then go crying to his mom that's been chain smoking for the last 30 minutes talking about a story that happened today? And which kid is going to have a side hustle? You know what I mean? That's the difference, okay? The difference between... And... And I don't mean to throw it down on you like that. I don't mean to make you question your parenting styles. But one day, if you don't turn it around, your kid's going to work for my kid. <laughs> I'm obviously just fucking around. Don't be sensitive over the fact that your kid only knows songs from Pop House. All right. I'm just fucking kidding. I'm here to make you giggle, here to make you exhale through your nose. Don't be sensitive, okay? But now, if you're listening to this and you don't have kids, Damn, make sure that you either push a baby into this world to that song playing, or you have your woman push a baby into this world to that song playing, okay? You're welcome. I mean, Jesus, the art advice part hasn't even started on this episode, and I'm just fucking throwing out nuggets. <laughs> I think that's going to be, uh, honestly, I think I'm adding that to the sound drop board, though. You know what I'm saying? When I have to make a really good point, just hit him with a... That's hard. That's hard as fuck. Oh, shit. One time my wife found out that she was going to be induced almost a full month ahead of her due date, and she started panicking, and she cleaned the house so aggressively, she probably burned 7,000 calories. Damn. That's for sure the new sound drop. 10 out of 10. Hey, if your kid has, I caught a fish that was alive memorized, he's going to grow up to be a cardigan wearing pumpkin spice drinking motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> hey, if you post a video on TikTok that goes viral, expect in the first eight minutes for it to be racially charged and political, even though it's a video of you and your daughter playing. Damn. I love it. That's fucking 10 out of 10 getting added. Ugh, but anyways, babe. Dude, it's spooky season. It's officially spooky season, and it's my favorite season. It's my favorite season. I love Halloween and shit so much. And let me tell you what, Jordan and I have already figured out that she's going to have the baby, and so, she, so she's not going to go trick-or-treating. That means I get to have Halloween with my daughter, and I need costume ideas. I need help with costume ideas. Here's, here's some ideas that I've thrown out there, all right? Ariel and Poseidon. That's that's the first one. Now let's go through a problem with that. There's no fucking way she's wearing a wig. There's no way that Gracie girl is going to keep a wig on for longer than six seconds. Jordan wanted to dress her like a fucking frog. And I was like, no. But here's a second costume idea. I'll be a pirate and we'll dress her as a parrot. How fucking cute will that be? That's my second idea. Obviously, the idea, I think I've already talked about it, is the wedding dress, but we're going to splatter blood on it. I think that would be so fucking cool. And we'll make her, we'll put dead face makeup on her and she'll be terrifying. Fuck that cutesy tootsie shit, even though I threw out Ariel and a pirate for my first two options. Fuck that. But regardless, anyways, that's, that's you know, we'll figure it out. If you think of an idea, let me know on the, on Instagram, okay? Help me out a little bit. But... I got to have a moment of honesty with you guys. I 
I know this episode isn't full of like anecdotes and super funny stories and shit like that. And it's because my life isn't full of super silly anecdotes. It's been a stressful week. If I'm all right, dude, you're talking to the Cubs. And when you talk to the Cubs, you're serious and you're honest. And that's what you do. And if I'm just being 100% honest with you guys, obviously, through me, like being silly and all that shit, uh, it's been a very stressful week. Obviously, when I talk about it to y'all, I try and make it like a little bit silly. But man, I was stressing. I was, I was stressing the fuck out. That real life shit will sneak up on you and and it's terrifying, let's be honest. Real life can be fucking terrifying sometimes, but like, thank God I have Jordan. Thank God thank God I'm with Jordan for who she is as a woman and everything. Like we bounce off each other so well, but man, I was I haven't slept worth a shit this week. I obviously haven't been able to think about anything else. I even tried to distract myself with social media for a few hours and it was like half assed and I just I'm like, God damn. So I know, just like I know when a video is going to pop on, <laughs> it's like I can't help myself. It's like when I'm podcasting, I can't help myself but try to make a joke in the middle of something. It's I was going to say, it's like when I know when a video is going to go viral. But it, like I know when I crush an episode, I know when an episode is not the best and a little bit ranty. And literally, I've only talked about the things that have been happening in my life in like the last three days. So I know this episode wasn't the same. I just been worried about my wife, been worried about everything going on in the, in the personal world real for a little while. I mean, I have a hunt. Here's an idea of, of my fucking life. I have 106 unread text messages, 106. That's problematic. And I've been still like working every day. And I guess like, I just wanted to say, I know that this episode isn't up to par in terms of what we're used to with the Cubs, but man, ah, but I legitimately felt like I needed to like thank you guys because like, doing this and having you guys listen and interact and stuff is, first of all, it's a, it's a blast. But it's also a huge, it, this is my decompression. This is my like stress reliever when I'm going through stuff like that. And I get, this is like my little, as, as much as I hope that the hour that you listen to this, it's a little bit of escapism for you. It's just as much escapism for me because it kind of like. Let's me go off. Like I've said, I can't afford therapy. Might as well start a podcast. That's what I did. <laughs> and you guys are fucking rock stars. The Cubs are dope. And so thank you for listening in every week and staying along for the ride with all this. And I'm also backlogging a bunch of episodes so that, you know, say there is another emergency and Charlotte needs to be born sooner than later. They're going to hit every Monday. This last week taught me that just as much as the house was entire disarray and not prepared. The podcast wasn't ready for next week. And then this happened and it's like, well, I mean, obviously I can't post this Monday, you know. So just as much as I'm getting stuff ready at the house, I'm going to be backlogging a few episodes for when that does happen. We still have a fucking happy Monday with the Cubs. And I just appreciate you. All right. All right. That's that's enough. That's enough of the that's enough of being too real. Let's shake this off. Ready on three. Shake it off. One, two, three. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. All right. Let's do some unqualified dad advice, babe. I got to be 100% honest. This is probably going to be the most brutal unqualified dad advice that we've ever done, babe. This I'm I feel I feel like if someone has something stupid, definitely going to rip their esophagus out via verbal. 
okay? Via verbal. I said it, and that's exactly what I meant to say. So we're on the advice column on Reddit. We're going to scroll, stop, ambiguous lemon boy. <laughs> okay. How do I not be so bothered by other people's comments? Oh, shit. Oh, I might actually be. A okay. Long story short, this is from a 22-year-old female. My coworker, approximately 28, can be very rude sometimes. Look at my last post if you want further details. Don't. Her comments have nothing to do with my performance at work. She just has a very abrasive and blunt personality to the point of rudeness. I can't bring it up to anyone at work because we have a, <laughs> quote, no drama policy. How do I let things like that bother me less? I literally came home crying because of how she treated me today. On top of an accumulation of other behaviors and frustrations. I know I just need to grow some thick skin. How do I do that? Just do it! Does that answer your question? Look, here's one thing you got to know about other people, okay? You don't have zero control over what they say, how they react, how they respond, their personality, and their standard of human being that they want to uphold. You have zero control over that. The only thing you can do is react to people. And right now, your reaction is a little bit sensitive. You're allowing the words and the thoughts and the tone of another person make you feel bad. Not everyone needs to like you. Okay, and in the thought process of controlling your own controllables, the only thing you can control is how you respond to this bitchy woman because she sounds bitchy reacting like this to another person who's just nothing but more than a, or nothing more than a coworker tells me that you're a little bit oversensitive, which means you probably have the need to be liked by everyone. And this would be a perfect opportunity to break away from that because that is for the birds and also not a realistic thought. That's not a realistic goal to have have everyone like you. And another thing is a lot of people are afraid of confrontation and a confrontational person is a strong person because it means that you're solid in who you are as a person when an outside person, said person so many fucking times, tries to display some sort of aggression towards you. Now, naturally, there is a hierarchy in society just like there is with every aspect of life and some people are going to be a little bit more bold and aggressive than others. But if it's twisting you up so bad, just know that probably, like say she is just an all-out bitch, right? Say that she is just rude to her core every time you guys interact. That's not on you. That's not on you. She's probably dealing with some shit. She's probably dealing with some shit where she doesn't feel like she has a sense of control over the situation, so she lashes out at work and is just rude. And that makes her feel some sort of superiority complex. And that's not on you. So in terms of everything she says, just take it with a big old grain of salt because it's like, oh, baby gorgeous, you probably have some shit going on in your personal life that causes you to act this way and be a fucking brat. Now, once you get that through your head, then you need to work on not worrying about everybody liking you because not everybody's going to like you. That's life. Let me put it into perspective for you like this. If everyone likes so think of how different people are. How different each individual person is from the next person. Personalities are different. Values are different. What they find funny is different. What they find sad is different. What makes them upset is different. People are different in almost every single way across the fucking board. If every single person likes you, that means that you are chameleoning. Chameleoning? Invented that word. You are being a chameleon in every situation, which means you're not being yourself. You're being fake to an extent. So when someone doesn't like you, good. 
especially if you're just being yourself. If you're just being yourself and someone doesn't like you, that's fucking awesome because 0% of it should dictate how you feel about yourself, but it just tells you that, oh, that's not a person that's going to mesh with me in my life. Now, granted, it's a coworker, so you got to work with this person, which that kind of sucks, but also at the same time, fuck that bitch. Looking for the next sorry fuck in my soul. Right? Right. Scroll. Stop. Help a bored grandma. That sounds like a fucking porn title. Okay? Only it would usually start with young stud helps, not help a bored grandma. Hey, y'all. My grandma is 80. Okay, so good. So this is on behalf of the grandma. I was like, is there a fucking grandma on Reddit asking, <laughs> soliciting people for a little bit of help? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hi, y'all. My grandma is 80 and bored out of her mind. She's doing that thing where she obsesses over her house and yard and is all up in her neighbor's business. All she does is pick at things and get super stressed out. She should be chilling. Okay, the fact that you wrote chilling, C-H-I-L-L-E-N, means that you and I are best friends. Because that that is the only appropriate way to say that, and it's, she should be chilling, and I love it. She's 80. I'd really love to give her something to do that feels enjoyable and relaxing. What's something that your grandma loves to do? Any suggestions for what might work for mine? Uh, your grandma might like some young, hot, 20-year-old dick. Oh, inappropriate for no reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, here's the deal. Your grandma's 80. The only thing that you can really do at this point is spend time with her. The more time you spend with her, the more interaction she's going to have because she doesn't, you're right, she doesn't have very much going on, I'm sure. But taking care of her house, taking care of her lawn, that's good things. It keeps her active and everything like that. And essentially what she has done is she has turned her neighborhood life into a reality show with getting into drama with the neighbors and talking shit. I love it. I can't wait to get to the point where Jordan and I just sit around and talk shit about people all the time where it's like listen we physically can't do anything other than grow tomatoes in our backyard so let's just sit around and talk some shit i mean how do you how do you know that your grandma wants to do something different she's probably chilling but this she's lived through so fucking much she this is her version of chilling everyone she has known and loved is probably dead so planting a little bit of rutabaga is her chilling so let her chill and if I was you, I would sit back and let her fucking dish about all the drama going around. And I would dive the fuck in and talk that shit. You know what I mean? Also, one thing I didn't read is at the end of this, it says, P.S. She hates reading and exercising. Her, cur her current hobbies include gossiping, complaining, watching Lifetime movies, going to Kohl's and clipping coupons. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean her hobbies include the perfect life? <laughs> you want her to mind her business so bad mind yours let grandma do whatever the fuck she wants she's 80 scroll stop puzzle headed race 965 need workout help well here i am i'm 15 98 pounds and trying to bulk so i bought some bulking protein powder the issue is that it has three grams of creatine so i'm wondering if it's healthy for me to take one quarter of a serving which would be 0.75 grams of creatine 12.5 grams of protein and 312 calories will there be any side effects if i'm taking this small of an amount look buddy you're 15 you got a lot of growing to do uh the only thing i would do is look i gotta be 100 percent honest we are all victims of our genetics okay so if you are a quote late bloomer you're 98 pounds of 15 Know that that's not life, okay? 
your body will mature and grow as it does. What I would say to you at this point in your life is start developing habits. Don't focus on appearance. Don't focus on size. Start developing habits. Here's a fun fact. A bag of protein powder is called a supplement. It's supposed to supplement your normal diet. So your normal diet should consist of a fuck ton of food if you want to get bigger. Now, your metabolism might be through the fucking roof, but your body will absorb what it needs and pass the rest. So eat a fuck ton more. And that's really it. If you develop habits, as in I work out every single day after school, even if you get into the full-blown douchebag lifting cycle of habits of on Mondays, I hit chest and triceps. On Tuesdays, I hit back and buys. On Wednesdays, I hit quads and driving. On Thursdays, I hit hamstrings and pulling. Like, developing the habits is what's going to benefit you most at this point in your life. I know that the best thing that my dad ever did with me was bring me into the weight room when I was young and helped me develop a passion for lifting weights. And then once my body started kicking into what it wanted to be, I already had the habit established. So I was able to just carry that through and your growth becomes significant when your body is ready to grow. That's really all it is. Don't get discouraged because you're not seeing size. Develop the habit and the results will come and stay consistent. That's all you got to do. Throw the fucking protein away. All that processed dairy doesn't do shit anyways. And also the amount of protein that you're getting there versus the amount of protein you would get from like a bunch of burger or some chicken or a steak, actual meats or seafood is you're wasting your money. Okay. You're also going to have gas and shit. So don't be the stinky fucking smelly 98 pound 15 year old. Okay. Go get consistent, babe. Scroll. Stop. Valueless Fawn 6. Relationship advice. Let's do it. I've been with my significant other for two years. There's been some small issues, some big issues, including her lying about talking to her ex, which I found out about and went livid, and then hiding, hanging out with her ex, Ooh, which caused about six months of hell, and now she's not being very supportive of me and my career. I got the job of a lifetime, making really good money, and I think she's jealous because she's going to school for eight years, and I didn't go to college. But I'm making really good money already, so she's being super dickish about it, and now I'm buying my dream car and she's pushing me to not get it, saying I should wait a year or two, and saying you can't afford both cars when I easily can, and I don't know. Man, it's a huge bummer, because I'm really proud of myself for working my way up in this world, and she just kind of ruined that excitement for me. I'm just not happy anymore and kind of feel like I should be treated better. The fuck do I do here, man? So there's one of two things that could be that this could be stemming from and you guys need to have conversations in order to figure it out. Is it stemming from her insecurity that she sees your success even though you didn't follow the quote proper path of like the college degree and going through the grind of going into severe debt and then working your way out of it and you're having some sort of awesome success beforehand? Is she uh, a little bit jealous of that and therefore she's lashing out on you for your successes? And if you find out that that's the case, will that be able to be alleviated once those emotions and feelings are out on the table? Or is she a dragger? I call it a dragger. Like in so many relationships I've seen, there's people that are the dragger. They keep the other person down. They keep the other person lower to match where they feel they are. And it literally happens day to day. Like if that person's in a bad mood, they're going to make sure that the other person's in a bad mood too. They're a dragger. Now, if you're happy, but she's not, and she's dragging you down, 
dude, there's a lot of red flags with this post, and I understand where your heart is in terms of the time and effort that's been put that gets put into a relationship that has lasted over two years. But one thing you got to really realize about relationships is it's not about the time put in; it's about the people that you re- that you come to know. Now, some people get really lucky, and the more they learn about their partner, the more they fall in love with them, and the greater it gets. That way, when one little snag or hiccup in the road pops up, it's really not a big deal. And then there's the opposite of that, which is the romanticized idea of the relationship. You have an idea in your mind of what your relationship is, and then the red flags pop up, and you go, oh no, oh no, oh no, but this, but this, but this, until eventually you've wasted 10 years when you knew all along that all the signs were there. Don't be afraid to move on from someone who doesn't want the best for you and doesn't want you to thrive because of the quote time put in. You know the answer here, but but hopefully this post is just kind of running off of emotions and a little bit of frustration in the moment, and you guys would be able to have a conversation and come to a level ground on where you're each sitting in your brain. I mean, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times on this podcast, communication is the entire foundation of all things relationship. You also earn each other's trust tenfold, so... I would say try to have a conversation with her. If she lashes out and she becomes defensive and she's not willing to have an open conversation about why you feel she is dragging you down, then you already know the answer. Get out of there. Just do it. Listen to Shia LaBeouf. All right, scroll. Stop. How to clean out an ant-infested pair of headphones without removable ear cups. Throw them away. You don't need to listen to anything that bad. That's so fucking gross. I just got the most nightmarish image of an ant crawling inside my ear. Throw them away. You kidding me? Ant infested pair of headphones? Here's one thing that I'll never fucking get out of the back of my head. What if there's an ant in my headphone? Dude, if you see an ant infestation and then you clean them out, how in the back of your fucking brain are you not constantly 100% of the time going to be thinking about I missed one you know how the fuck would that not be the only thought I'm gonna listen to some music headphone I bet there's an ant in there headphone in I definitely missed one of those ants how is that not the only thought that would go through your fucking head when you put when you grab the headphones throw them away light them on fire Jesus cheer up babe the podcast episode 31 that was that was fucking disgusting, and now I have to. Now I'm gonna go to sleep and fucking have an entire nightmare about ants. But that's it, babe. That's episode thirty-one. If in the, I mean, wish wish Jordan luck on her delivery because it might happen in a fucking hour, and it might happen on October twentieth. Who knows? But just know that while we're going through all that, you're gonna have these episodes rolling in every Monday, babe. That is what it is because the Cubs deserve it. But you guys are fucking rock stars. I appreciate you all from the bottom of my heart. I hope I hope you all have a great and happy Monday and or whatever day of the week you listen to this on. But go out there. Have a great day. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.